0: this is queen speaking what's the difference between a boss and a queen when you're a queen you're owning every aspect of your life from work to money to relationships there are no boundaries you can't pause who you are the challenge is how to own it what makes you you we're in this together let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential hit your goals then set the bar higher ready to join us Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. Happy
1: day. (laughs) Happy day. How are you? What's going on? What's (gasps) new? (laughs) That was an audible... What was that? Like a grunt or like a... A
0: uh, growl. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't even know what
1: to call that. That's
0: like me, the sound of me trying to like dig myself out of quicksand. Okay, but we're upbeat. <laughs> we're upbeat, we're feeling it, we're feeling good. Um, no, I don't know, um, we were kind of talking about this a little bit beforehand, but- rechat. Wow. I'm tired. The brain is just- I worked both days over the weekend, and I feel like that is a bad idea. Always. All my events this month have been on weekends, and I don't know why I decided that was a good idea.
1: The past you is really upset with the now you. <laughs> so I Oh just, wait, no, that's backwards. <laughs> my brain doesn't work either. <laughs>
0: so I just I don't know what it is, but I've been feeling so tired and just like oh. So I took a multivitamin today to try and like <gasps> a multivitamin? Get my vitamins up. I don't know. I feel like I've just been like lethargic. Yes. It's very reminiscent of how I felt when I had low iron slash B12 back in, back in my youth, my deprived nutrient days. Yep. Um And so I only take my multivitamin when I'm feeling like weird. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully this will help. But I also just feel like I want a good night's sleep and vacation and. Yeah. And Not to be retrograde.
1: I think that's what it is because I'm like, I'm getting, because I feel the same way and I'm like, I'm getting sleep. I feel like I'm on top of things. I'm eating fairly healthy, kind of, for the most part. I'm exercising. And still I feel just like a blob that moves through the world. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but both cloudy in my brain and happening? cloudy in my bod. So I don't know. I feel you. I think that the universe is effing with us, and I'm tired of it.
0: Yeah. Who. But at this, I think at the, when this episode is released, Mercury will no longer be met retrograde. So we'll give an update that says, like, everything's cool everything's, now. <laughs> yeah, maybe next week I'll feel a lot better. We'll figure it so out So we'll by see, then. guys. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. Um...
1: So on my end, which is, like, not the same as yours is all, I feel what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. But my update is about the broadsheet newsletter. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad you finally subscribed. I am really excited about it. So the reason it took me so long is because I felt like when you talked about it the first time, I was really excited about it. And then I went to go find it. And for some reason, I either gave up too quickly or it was, like, hard to find or I was, like, searching For the broadsheet, and I was like spelling it wrong or something. I don't know. But all possible. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. So then you had sent me something recently and Mm -hmm. said, like, check out this article via the broadsheet. And I was like, oh, the broadsheet. So because you'd sent it to me in email form, I could just subscribe right there. Subscribe. And it was perfect. Isn't it great? It is. I really like it because, so as we know, I'm a big fan of the Skim, as we both are, and I've been really liking the What a Day Crooked Media newsletter. That's like political, and it's it's fully political for the Crooked one. Skim is like kind of a little bit of just like headline news, yeah, like newsy stuff. type things. But the broadsheet, really, it does it does touch on, like, some of those things, but it touches on, like, some of the underlying business things happening, specifically with women, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the other day, there was this whole, like, section that was devoted to the lawsuits that are being brought against Nike for their pay inequality and all of the sexual harassment lawsuits that they're facing right now. And I just think that's really good information to have, not only because we're women and we want to hear, like, what's going on with these huge major companies, but it's, like, I didn't see that for some reason anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, So it does give me different content, which like I feel like I read a fair amount of newsletters and some of them have some strong overlaps, but the broadsheet does bring something different to the table. So I have been loving it.
0: So glad you signed on for it. I read it every morning.
1: Yeah. And I was actually
0: surprised.
1: I expected it to be a weekly for some reason because there was a fair amount of content. Um, But it's really nice to see that it's a daily Mm -hmm. and that there's still so much content. I can recognize that, like, you read an article, you like the article, you put it in the newsletter, Um, whereas the skim, like, puts a full debrief for the most part right in the newsletter. But I like that they have really kind of run the gamut of a few... Or, like, actually a number of different outlets that then they're sharing those articles within the newsletter. And you kind of, like, give you the headline and then you go and click on it. But they obviously have to figure out, like, does it fit within what we're trying to share with our audience? And I just think they do a really nice job of, like, diversifying the content, Mm -hmm. but making it obviously very
0: women-centric. Yeah. So I'm a fan. I always love the announcements of, like c-suite women who are signing on Mm -hmm. resigning Mm -hmm. all that stuff like the impact that that has
1: absolutely that's where i saw that the now former well she's on i think until the end of september maybe but the pepsi pepsi ceo yeah i saw that first from the broadsheet that she was resigning so that was uh they're up on their stuff which i am a fan of so that's my, that's my update. Sweet. Yeah. Um, what's inspiring you this week, Brown?
0: Well, Will. Um, I have talked about this podcast before, um, but there are certain guests that just really do it for me. Speak to your being. Yeah. And so um, they recently, Kristen, Krista, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> this Brames. is going to be the whole episode, guys. Just bear with me. Miss Speaks. <laughs> Krista Tippett did an interview with uh, Alain de Botan, mm. who is, I believe, English. Okay. And so he has a really cool accent. The like dynamic of her beautiful, calming voice as she interviews him, and his like wisdom as he talks about love.
1: Ooh, so like, good. be still my heart. Yeah.
0: So his perspective is really interesting. He um re- basically became famous, or like. Famous in the public sense of, like, people knew his name um, based on an opinion piece that he did in New York Times back in 2016 titled, Very (laughs) Clickbaity, Why You Will Marry the Wrong Person, (laughs) and has done a lot of work on, like, research and uh, on relationships and love and all of those things, so... They talked about love and what one thing that they brought up during the podcast is he talked about how often we blame our lovers for the like missteps in our relationship or misunderstandings and instead we don't necessarily blame our own perception or view of love, mm-hmm. which I find so interesting and realistic and true because mm-hmm. it's so easy for us as we've grown up i feel like i wasn't taught anything properly like just in general like society didn't give me the tools to like understand the dynamic of love and sexuality and sensuality and like communication and all of those things because
1: it's like forbidden but it like really shouldn't be because in those years it can get really dicey really quickly if you don't have the tools to communicate through things understand your body understand someone else's body like
0: i feel like our generate like the parents that we had were growing up in the 60s and 70s and so their parents didn't talk about anything so they didn't know how to talk about anything so we didn't learn how to talk about anything as they were raising us Mm -hmm. um but he said that our our views need to be about us being more accepting in love and think about Being open to sharing, quote, I'm damaged or tricky in these ways with your partner because that helps us and our partners understand each other a little bit better Mm -hmm. and provide that background of like, here are things that are hard for me. Right. Or like, here are things that are a roadblock. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this or I fear these things, which we've talked about before. Yes. But we often, people often assume that our partners should intuit our feelings Or else it's somehow like a terrible match but the (laughs) reality not true true. (laughs) the reality is that we all need to be more understanding of ourselves as individuals and our own personal struggles and how to interpret that into feelings and finding a a better way of communicating i think he talks a lot about how like the the element of a relationship is perceived by everyone in the like upward experience up until you are proposed to or engaged Mm -hmm. or married and nothing after the fact it's like we forget about couples after they've gotten married and don't talk about how to sustain that and it's like there's no relationship without conflict and um compromise and understanding and he just the way that he speaks i'm like sign me up i feel you
1: yeah it's
0: wisdom that you all need
1: Well, and it's interesting because I think what you're talking about, about how to understand ourselves and our feelings and how to process different things, that also takes help from sometimes a third party too, like not even like a couple's counselor, but like your own single therapist Mm -hmm. to help you understand why you process things the way you do or why that you, you know, talk to yourself a certain way, which then comes out in the way that you talk to your partner and, like, how all of that kind of impacts the whole. So if we don't know how to interpret our own feelings and then we blame someone else for the way that we're feeling, like, it's, it's a real square one issue. Like, <laughs> we have to, like, drill it all the way back to the very beginning, it's which takes a ton of work, but necessary work.
0: It's very, very true. Yeah. So. Everyone should listen to this because you'll walk away with some knowledge on how to handle relationships a little bit better. He's great.
1: Super important
0: stuff. Yeah.
1: I always like that you come, like, with this kind of stuff, because I think, I mean, you have a very successful relationship, and, like, from anybody that knows you and Dan, you're like, wow, they're a great match, they're, like, doing the whole thing, and they love each other, and it's great. But I think, like, understanding that you do a lot of work on yourself And then listen to things like this, and then say like, okay, how can I better myself as an individual to then be a better partner to my person? Like, it all works together, and it doesn't just like it doesn't just click happen. It just it takes effort,
0: and it's not anything I haven't heard before or Mm -hmm. had said to me in a multitude of ways before. But it's it's exact. It's like exactly what it is. You're learning, right? Absorbing things and listening to it in different ways, and then one day it will click, and you'll be like, "I've done it. Yes, I figured out how to master this." (laughs) But now at thirty, I haven't. Yeah, so I keep reading about it, and it keeps
1: throwing. It keeps changing, right? So, like as you age and as you grow and as your lives change and how you like continue to figure out how. To keep your lives together and intertwined in some way, like that takes constant learning about yourself and your person and how to communicate through all those things is like never ending. Yeah. I feel. I was fully ruined by romantic comedies. Oh, I think I was watching one or reading something the other day where I was like, wow, that is just not true. <laughs> it's just super false. <laughs> like, so many things change after the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
0: it's just so surprising to me. And my parents are divorced, so I'm like, well, they didn't really have a good idea of like, <laughs> here's some tips, guys. Like, let's do
1: this <laughs> this way and see how <laughs> it works out for us. So, so I'm learning. I'm learning now. I'm glad.
0: Yeah, I'm glad. it's great.
1: It's empowering. And you know what I was thinking about the other day, as like in in respect to like the, our podcast and like what we talk about. I think. We talk about owning your voice and and how important that is. And I don't think we really dig into what that really means. And I think it means having confidence in what you're using your voice to say. Mm -hmm. And when you read enough and you take the time to learn and you take the time to listen to other people and hear what a number of people have to say, you then form your own opinion and process from all of those things and that's when you use your voice and that's where the confidence comes from in your voice and especially on a topic like this that can again get super dicey really quickly it's like it is a constant learning process, but like the place that you're coming from of confidence and like this is how I approach my relationship, this is how I approach my life. It's like because you've done a ton of work to figure out what your narrative is gonna be. Yeah. And how to be confident in that narrative.
0: And this is something that I'm definitely gonna go back and listen to like six months from now. Which is you're like do did I get it? <laughs>
1: Am I doing it?
0: <laughs> Did I get it right? <laughs> because I think also you pick up on certain things when you read or listen to things that have an impact on you and yeah. in the moment, and then when you go back and revisit it a year later, two weeks later, even yeah it can have it can resonate with you in a different way where you can pull out things to take it to the next level and so I think that that's really valuable absolutely, and that's why we have our show notes so you guys can have access to all of these. At all times. Over and over and over again. Queenspeaking.com, guys. Go find them. (laughs) It's great. What's inspiring you?
1: So, as always, it comes right in the nick of time when I need, like, a boost or, like, something that just feels right to me. Because I feel like I see a lot of inspiring things and I read a lot, like, quotes and things like that. But there's always something that comes, like, when we're recording that just, like, hits me in the way that I needed to be, like, brought up a few pegs. And so I'm glad that this
0: podcast helps continue to inspire you.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I learned today that Bumble literally today, I believe, just launched something called the Bumble Fund, which is a venture. Yes, it's very exciting. So Bumble, if you don't know, we've talked about Bumble biz in the past, but Bumble is the like, I don't want to say match of, but it is like a dating site turned friendship site turned networking site um, or app, I guess is more. And all of those live
0: within the umbrella of
1: Of Bumble. Bumble, Yes. So they have like gone beyond the finding a date to going to the finding a friend, which I thought was a great like extension for them. And the Bumble biz is the like networking and, and creating relationships with people in your community that have something to do with your business like career thoughts, what you want to start your business on, and all that good stuff. So they just launched Bumble Fund, which is a venture capital initiative that will focus on early stage funding for businesses founded and led by women of color and unrepresented, underrepresented groups. That's a big deal. That's a huge. That's deal. That's a huge
0: freaking deal because there aren't enough of them. Not so thank nearly you for paving the way. Bumble. Not
1: nearly. And like most venture capital firms are like, we accept everybody. Like, come on in, pitch us your stuff. But women-run businesses only received two percent, two percent of venture capital funding in 2017. That was in 2017. And then for women of color and underrepresented groups, it's even less. Black women specifically only received. 0.2% of funding in that same year. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. And the um, article that I linked to that we'll share in the show notes has a more specifics around why women how often black women are starting businesses and how they're educated and ready to take this step and need the funding to like get this thing off the ground and they're just not being funded and it's a boys club it has been a boys club and i'm i'm sure the needle is moving but it is moving really freaking slow and so we need companies like Bumble to say, like, you know what? Screw everybody else because you had your turn and you continuously get your turn. We're going to focus on this area of people that really need to be focused on. Like, it there are there is no room for anybody that lives outside of the underrepresented group or the women group because I think that is just such an important, like, piece to get to that like companies keep missing it's like no like we want everybody to apply and I'm like yeah but are you making are you making any kind of an effort to really focus on groups that have great ideas that need funding that are about to launch crazy awesome businesses are you doing that and the answer is usually no so I'm really proud of bumble it makes me really happy Whitney Whitney wolf I think is her name who runs the show over there um, she's a smart lady she's like kind of got her stuff Together, So I, um, read this, I was like immediately like, this is what we need more of representation yeah. and people that are putting the microscope on people that are ready and willing to sign up, but have not, um, historically had opportunity, um, So one of the ways that Bumble is going to be finding these businesses that need funding is through Bumble Biz, which I think is, like, a really smart way to go, right? So, like, not only are you going to do this, but you're going to push people to use your app, (laughs) I immediately want to sign up. I mean, it really, it makes sense. I'm like, well, we do this. So if we're going to be like mining our own app, like that just makes sense to sign up for it. But it also pushes people to their, to use their services, which like they're business people too. So that totally makes sense. Um, So if you are a woman of color, if you are a woman, if you are part of an underrepresented group, then get on Bumble Biz, like shout your stuff from the rooftops and like make it happen because this is a really exciting opportunity and it's and it's all for us. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I love this so much because I think just the idea of what Bumble has done to continue to iterate and create segments of their business that continue to bring in new people. Mm-hmm. Like there will always be people who are looking for dating apps and sure. on the hunt for love. Mm-hmm. But to think about your business plan and how you execute what you do and what you provide to your community and identify other communities that make sense to you, this is just so brilliant mm-hmm. and such an awesome move for them. And I've listened to a couple podcasts from Girl Boss Radio yep. where Sophia's interviewed a couple women who focus on this too, where their firms are strictly for women of color or women in general – women tech, that kind of thing. And so it's just exciting to see that this is something that people are jumping on board for and finding people who are willing to put money into these. If I had money to invest, I would strictly pick... Pick women-focused businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe one day. Maybe that's what I'll do down the road.
1: Maybe that's maybe that's a new dream. Maybe yeah. we add that to the board.
0: Put it on the board.
1: <laughs> I think we should. I think we should. <laughs> but it is. It's so true. And I think you're right. There's there. Bumble is not the only company doing this, but I think like focusing on the fact that Bumble is doing or Bumble Fund is doing early stage fundraising, or and like what it takes to get it off the ground. Then who are the companies that are doing the like. B round, C round, is that what I, I don't even know what it's called. I think that's what it's called. But whatever the next step is to like really raise the bar Mm -hmm. and like take that next big step, like who are those companies that are rising to that challenge and making those exclusively available to women of color, to women, to women in tech, like all of those things.
0: It's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities. Absolutely. If you want to be a venture capitalist in this area something to look into or if you're in that arena already yeah and
1: there's room i mean there's room for you and i think it's it's a totally missed opportunity and i think i i don't know what it's like to be like crazy crazy wealthy and be able to be a venture capitalist but i imagine that like to be able to see it, it imagine i imagine that part of the reason hopefully maybe this is maybe my like just very naive brain thinking, but I'm like, there's gotta be some serious joy and not being able to just throw money at a thing, but see it grow and be part of that growth, not just financially, but like what you have to offer them and like business wisdom or Mm -hmm. like connection opportunities, like all of those things. Like think about if you could do that for women who were just like you at one point in your life and just see them rise the way that you rose. Like that's gotta be... Again, like, maybe that's just what I want. But, like, that's got to be just an awesome (laughs) feeling to be like, oh, my God. Like, look at my little sis just, like, going through the same stuff. Next up, Queen Speaking Fund. Yes. That's the goal. Stay tuned. (laughs)
0: 2050.
1: 2019, <laughs> coming down the pike. So that was my inspiration because it's just, it's stuff like that that I am like, and you know, I think the the phrase like women helping women, women supporting women, women empowering, like those I feel like now people are like almost making fun of, but it's still, it's not it's a like joke. It it's, hasn't
0: changed or been fixed, guys. No, 2%. Exact, 0.2% in 2017. Hasn't,
1: it hasn't lost its shine. Like women supporting women is still a, a very important thing to internalize and see how you can then, like, move forward with that same mission. So, like, do it. Just do it. And Bumble is 85% women. Like, their company is 85% women. So, like, there's room for the guys. But, like, that whole business is is just women-centric. Mm-hmm. And the moves that they've made to, like, choose who's allowed to use their platforms. I think they're they're truly using their voice and they're using their power and privilege in the best way from what I've read about Bumble. Um, and it's really exciting to see them take this next step on how they can then financially support the people that are using this platform. So it's great. I'm excited. I'm ready. Woo! Woo! All right, Brian, what are we getting into today? Give it to Miss Straight.
0: It's all about... Labor Day party planning. Oh, my God. So (laughs) Labor Day is the last hurrah of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, It definitely stands for the unofficial end of summer, I think, for a lot of people. Kids and or adult students are heading back to school. Yep. Sid is. Yep. (laughs) Um, So it kind of kickstarts this feeling of the transition to fall, especially for us, because... We get to experience the seasons here. Um, So... (laughs) It's not just hot into more hot. (laughs) Time to throw a party. Oh, yeah. Um, And a history lesson. As far as Labor Day goes, this is an annual national tribute to the contributions that American workers have made to the strength, prosperity, and well-being of our country. Mm -hmm. So I think of all the national holidays, this one actually represents a true celebration where we deserve to break out those grills and And gather our friends and savor this long weekend, whereas Mm -hmm. sometimes the other ones feel a little tough to do that around because you're you're honoring veterans and people who have passed. Yes. This is like you've worked hard. You deserve this day off. It's called Labor Day for a reason because you work hard. So now – Get into it. Savor the day. Yes. So – We're basically going to break down some ideal party planning inspiration for hosting an upcoming Labor Day party and also just a gathering of any kind Mm -hmm. because these things can be tossed into your party planning repertoire for the future.
1: thousand percent. So... Since I am not of the party, prep, plan, or execute mentality, it does not live within my wheelhouse. I want it to, and it just never has. I will be offering the guest perspective. <laughs> And tossing out
0: any cues that might come up.
1: (laughs) Yes. So I am a great guest. I will always show up to your party. If you give me an appropriate amount of a heads up, I will be there. And I will bring a snack because that is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a real fear of hosting. And I told Brianna a little bit ago, it was because I actually don't know how to get people to leave an environment. Um, So we'll get into that at the very end of the episode. But that was like... She was like, that's your reason for not hosting. I was like, well, that and like the cleanup (laughs) and the like making of things. So, yeah, it's the whole it's the whole party prep. But I do love I love a party. I love to go to parties. I am a great guest. So I will be offering the guest perspective along with any like fun add-ons that I have to share.
0: Yeah, and I think this also gives a good awareness for anyone who is of Sid's mindset too, where you do come at it from more of the "I love to be a guest." Mm-hmm. This can help you get a better understanding of like what actually goes into someone hosting a party, so that Ooh, that's a great point. You can be more helpful, a better guest, <laughs> better guest. <laughs> offer some suggestions down the road, or just know exactly what to do as the guest. Yes. And Sid will come at you with those tips.
1: It's really exciting. It's really nice that we have these two very different perspectives (laughs) based on experience. (laughs) All right, are we ready to speak it, Queens? Let's
0: speak it, Queens. Let's do it. I love a party. Yeah, I know how. I know how to host an event. (laughs) I've done, you know,
1: thousands. a,
0: A handful. Yeah.
1: At a minimum. (laughs) Strong minimum.
0: Um, So there are a lot of things to consider when planning a party, but these are the main ones to stick to. Theme. Mm -hmm. Location. Sure. Decor.
1: Obviously. Guest list. Most important. Menu. Even more important. (laughs) Most important.
0: My favorite part of hosting a party. True. So as it goes down to the theme and decor vibe those two kind of come at it together mm-hmm. building that experience this is how you create the idea you, someone thinks this is a real life example dan was like i made limoncello let's have a party and yeah. i was like italian theme <laughs> and it just cascaded throughout the whole experience it did and it, it was a
1: beautiful, it was a beautiful evening, like not just weather-wise, but like the whole evening felt put together because it was so well thought out. Yeah. It really was. It really um, was. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> we
0: <laughs> if love I didn't that. say that
1: before, then there you go. <laughs>
0: yeah. So the theme often dictates the decor. And in this case, if you're throwing a Labor Day bash, mm-hmm. it's super easy because you can go for that all American vibe. Yep. Red, white. And blue. Sure. You can pull out all your stuff from 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> just reuse it and move it around a little bit. So fun things just to, like, add enhancements. I don't love a cheesy decor thing, but you can bring out flags, and I love a pinwheel. You can put them in, like, little um, red, white, and blue-themed mason jars and cool. fill them with sand or rocks. Super cute. Yes. Um but you can also keep it simple, especially when it comes to Labor Day. Get that color scheme going with paper plates and plasticware. Because um, that definitely helps kind of like make it easier on you as the host, but also ties into a fun like picnic party element. And I think if you're one to have a pool, this is a great opportunity to break out the theme related floaties. For sure. Everybody. That's like
1: Instagram, like gold right there. People love that stuff.
0: Where's your red, white, and blue popsicle floaty? Yes. Throw it in the pool. Skip your
1: unicorn that time. Throw in the popsicle.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also like the idea of sticking to neutrals, especially for this time of year, because you can allow the food to really pop. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking watermelon, peaches, Super bright green vegetables, mm-hmm. yellow corn. Yep. This is the season for all of that. Um, InStyle had some really good uh, ba- backyard party tips that we'll link to in show notes that kind of go along the backyard party neutral vibe. vibe. Yeah. Um, I also think it's super important, again, thinking about the experience. Don't forget about bug repellent. Oh, it's the worst. Especially... Not bug
1: repellent bugs. Yeah.
0: Worse. Especially when you it, all of a sudden the sun goes down and you're like in your forest of a backyard, and everybody's like, I gotta go home, I'm getting bit by bugs. Yeah, it like,
1: really does ruin the night, right? It does, it's really not great. Yes, um, I totally agree with that. Bug repellent, I feel like, is like the unsung here almost days, mm-hmm. especially when it's a nice, like, like you said, like citronella. So it's it. it kind of moves really well into the vibe of the party it doesn't feel like someone is like out back spraying themselves down it's just a nice like ambiance situation um and from the guest perspective if you think this doesn't matter it fully fully does if you like i am of the mindset of just like wing it see what happens like throw some stuff together and call it a day but when you see what can happen when someone really does a well thought out like and again not like cheesy or over the top or too much or anything, but just a simple like there is a clear reason behind where things are, what things are there, and color scheme that has been put together. It really, it makes you feel like they care and it makes you feel like, oh, this this is a thing. Like, we're here for a thing. This isn't just like a drive-by hot dog and then out the door. Like, yeah. they want you to hang out. So I think that these are really important things that if you aren't the host or if you don't like to host, like – say like notice it and if you enjoy it like tell the person that it's a really nice touch because I think that's kind of one of the things that goes not even unnoticed but unsaid um, and it does it really pulls everything together no matter what the theme is especially like you said for the Italian theme for the lemoncello situation it was like okay so Dan made great lemoncello it, it felt like like straight alcohol but I loved it it was like perfect for what I was looking for and then to have the in you went to Rubinos, which is, like, a full Italian deli, and had the cheeses and the meats. And, and the things that really pulled it together and were obviously very yummy and had, like, a porch hang And it was just... It...
0: Specific Italian cocktails. Yes. So we didn't we didn't break out the limoncello first either. We no. gave everybody an Aperol spritz or an Negroni to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are the things that, like, you're like, oh, you're just giving me a drink. Right. This is what takes your life from frat party to... I'm an adult hosting people in my home. Yes.
1: And I thought what was great about that is that, like, everybody was there. Everybody was hanging out and mingling and chatting. And then you're right. About an hour-ish in is when the limoncello came out. And it just – it felt like a nice treat. And we got to cheers and, like, say how much we love you guys. And it was, it was great. So, like, all of those little details that feel either, like, like it's being won. Or that it was like, oh, why do they buy streamers? Or why do they have pinwheels? Like, what the hell is that about? It's like, no, because it looks nice and it does pull it together. And it is like an extra ad that helps you kind of go the distance. That's right. Um, my other ad to this is where to find your decor. Mm-hmm. So I love a party city. I saw somewhere someone said Home Goods, depending on the theme, Home Depot, again, depending on the theme, and a vintage store.
0: Vintage stores are my favorite, and Marshall's. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can always find a little something or, like, the perfect platter. Because I like, when you're having a party, I like people to have, like, family-style vibe. Yes. So, like, lots of big platters and shared bowls and, like, the right type of utensils do come into play. Yeah. For this type of experience.
1: You're right, because you don't want your, like, mismatched, if you're the one hosting, you don't want your, like, mismatched, like stuff you cook with at home to be like the thing you serve salad with um
0: or like running can... around trying to figure out like oh my gosh where's the utensil for that thing right or like right oh no i th- forgot napkins right
1: stuff like that you <laughs> we, don't want that we've
0: got the list for you guys yes
1: so <laughs> what is next on our party plan
0: so as part of the theme and experience it's always great to have games on board true Not everyone will participate or play, Mm -hmm. but they're good to have because there's always like two people who want to like hop in the lawn and like throw around a ball. Yeah. (laughs) Just leave, like have a football just for tossing. We did that the other day at a party and it was great.
1: It was. I did that too and it was great. It's just nice.
0: So New York Mag has a great rundown of um, things that you can buy on Amazon for backyard lawn games. A few of my favorites include Croquet especially for this, like, fun, if you're going for, like, a little bit of a fancier Labor Day party. Mm-hmm. Um, these first two are not all American, though, so um, Bocce is the next one. Skip it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I feel like that's a fun one if you have a nice yard yes. um, and kind of can get a little competitive and get some teams together. That would have been great for our Italian party, but we don't have the space for. They just gachi. hit
1: it across the like front. Yeah,
0: play, play it all across the uh, the, <laughs> the whole <neighborhood>. street. <laughs> Um Cornhole, Great. aka beanbag toss, depending on where you're from. That one's a fan favorite. So easy. Someone always wants to play. The rules are easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Can jam. My personal favorite badminton. Mhm. Such a fun game, especially if you're kind of in like the party vibe. Everybody's wearing their suits. They don't mind if they get a little sweaty and competitive. Yeah, go for
1: it. See that's why I don't like badminton because I don't want to get sweaty. Because yeah. <laughs> I usually I sweat a lot as a person so it comes on very quickly for me. That's why I'm a fan of ladder golf. Have you, you ever played you, ladder you golf? You can
0: hold a beverage in your hand yes. and toss with the other you're and good to go.
1: And it's so fun and it's it feels like a level up from cornhole. It's like just a little bit more competitive but the rules are basically the same like you've got a goal there are different levels of points that you need to get but it just it takes a little bit more, like, I don't know, targetedness.
0: Yeah. You have to have, like, a good – because the fl- – It's a the swing f- as the well. swing. Yeah, You have to have a good eye-hand coordination vibe with it. Right. Another tip when it comes to the games, too, is make sure you have some lawn chairs set out. Yeah. So that you can have some spectators. Because, ev- again, not everybody's going to want to play a game. I love to watch. Yeah. Or at least just, like, you know, sit in, in a couple out. chairs and, like – participate, whatever.
1: I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I love the ladder golf because, like, it gets – I feel like it does get competitive very quickly. And I'm remembering, like, for my friend Kel, who I talk about a lot, and we used to go to her cottage in the Thousand Islands. And we would always play ladder golf, and it got really, really competitive. But it was so much fun. And then – but, yeah, you can, like – it's actually fairly casual as well. And it's just – it's my favorite. So – but I like games because – it gives people something to do but also like you can maybe break up some friend groups like if you've mm-hmm. chosen to bring a few different groups together for your party it's a nice way for people to like get to know each other in a non aggressive way where they have where they have to like Give them your life story in a small chat form, but they're just standing next to each other. And now all of a sudden they're standing next to a person on the opposite team. So they might not know them, but it gives them a chance for some, like, informal communication.
0: Totally agree. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, the other thing that will come into play is not forgetting about the music. Mm-hmm. Everybody. So important. Everywhere needs to own a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah. If you're not equipped with, like, outdoor speakers, I'm not that fancy. No. Um, But I'm terrible at playlists. This actually stresses me out. So I always just, like, pick something on Spotify or Apple Music. They curate so many great ones. My go-to is always 90s music. Yes. Because it's nostalgic. And everybody loves it. Mm -hmm. No one opposes an Atlantis song that pops on that anyone, like, you haven't heard in five minutes because now everybody's listening to it all the time i know but even if you
1: like even if you hate it you're like this is kind of nice like yeah. everybody's singing along and having a
0: good time and that like helps create the ambiance too i always leave that to dan because mm-hmm. he's better at the playlist curation or already has something that he's made that's like the like perfect, fully fleshed out yeah, yeah. So, um, Chow Hound recommended the Sunday Brunch Radio Ooh. on Pandora. So, that's another one if you're not a Spotify or Apple Music user.
1: That's really good. Yeah.
0: I also, like, suck
1: at being the DJ. I always gravator- gravita- gravatort... Gravit... <laughs> <laughs> Gravitort? I always gravitate toward like musicals or 80s jams or whatever like top 40 is. I don't recommend
0: you play musicals during know, a party. I know, they're
1: so good. And so when you're with a group that doesn't appreciate greatness, then having like a go-to playlist is really, it's a good way to go. But then I, we're talking about Labor Day parties now, but I think like if you're doing a dinner party, there's there was a great... um pastiche article that talked about like what she uses. Her name's Sarah. What she uses for her dinner parties. It's like a mix of like some Leon Bridges and some Bob Dylan, like some like easy listening that still can be like kind of upbeat in a way. Mm-hmm. And I never really think about that. How like your playlist should absolutely change between like party or dinner or um, like casual wine night or whatever it is you're bringing people together for, like paying attention to what is going to, like, keep the party going slash have someone who is kind of, like, up there every two minutes switching the song because it either they're not having, like, a full playlist on or they haven't thought about it at all. It's – it, like, takes you out of the
0: moment in a weird way if someone's going up there and being like,
1: wait, 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 what about this song? Like, wait, 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 have you heard this song? And yeah. It's,
0: it's, you want it to be background music, I think, especially yes. for a party. is like, it's – you're not, again, in college and, like – people are making out in the corner. Everybody's trying to like mix and mingle themselves and have a good time and chat. Mm -hmm. So you want it to be like in the background and adding to the experience without taking over. Yes. And I think also if you have friends who are coming to this party that are particularly music savvy, Mm -hmm. like a Doug or a Dan, Mm -hmm. let them be the ones to play dj for your party
1: yeah and just do it if you're the dj like own the title man there is Mm -hmm. nothing worse than someone who's really good at it and they're like what do you guys want to listen to and i'm like you don't care what i want to listen to because you're not going to like it so if you really want me to play the hamilton musical all over again i will but you know what you're doing so like step in there and take control yeah
0: this is your your zone um the other tip that i have as that it relates to that is no Who to delegate to that's going to make your party so much better. Yes. If you designate people for certain tasks, like your DJ friend, Mm -hmm. make it happen. It's going to make your life easier. So lean on that.
1: Yes. And they'll love it too. I mean, I I think everybody loves a compliment, unless I'm totally mistaken here. But- your friend who really likes music and puts a lot of effort into that, like, wants to be asked. So, like, don't make them be the person to ask you. Yeah, <laughs> just ask them. Be like, you're
0: great at this. Yeah, I'd love for you to man this during our party. Take the reins. So, timing is also important when it comes to the theme and experience. If you are hosting your party on Labor Day, the actual day, it's a Monday. So, be cognizant of your friend's schedules. We got to work the next day. many people have to work the next day, so plan an <laughs> afternoon gathering so that people can be home by early evening and still like get that like Sunday vibe in yep pre Tuesday work day, yeah, and so yeah, I think kicking things off at like a one or a two is perfect.
1: Don't make it a brunch time. I won't be there until one or two. Okay. <laughs> I want to enjoy my day. I want to sleep in. I want to have a breakfast sandwich when I don't usually have them on a Monday. Yeah. So give me a couple hours.
0: It's, it's amazing. <laughs> not well, to get
1: aggressive. but <laughs> It's like,
0: don't do it. Don't I'm mess not with my coming. Monday. <laughs> no, it's true. Especially when, because like the thing about a long weekend too is that you're pumped that you don't have to wake up on Monday. So you're probably going to stay up late. And drink Negronis on the porch. On a Sunday. Not speaking from experience. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, like, 2 a.m. beers on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah.
0: So let everybody recover. Start things off in the early afternoon. Yes. 1 p.m.
1: And as – I think we'll get to this. We're going to get to this. It has something to do with menu, so yes. we'll put it on hold.
0: <laughs> yeah. So next up, location. Um This type of experience for a Labor Day party, any kind of party during Mm -hmm. the summertime. Backyard gatherings are perfect. Pool parties if you have them. Great. Parks are also ideal if you don't have the space for it. I always forget about the park. Yeah.
1: And they're, I mean, at least where we are, they are options.
0: Yeah, we have, that's something that I think is an underutilized, or at least like among... Our demographic, I think, doesn't necessarily think about, like, oh, we should do, like, we should grill out in a public space. Right. Which I think is kind of, like, it adds the element of, like, camping without camping. Yes. So I think that's kind of a fun element for this type of theme. Um, But since everybody has a day off, this is definitely something to plan ahead for. So you're, especially if you're going for the public park option, Um, map out a spot in advance and get there early Mm -hmm. to like lay down the stakes or pop a tent make sure you have a tent Um, a lot of times at least this is how it is for our area parks you can call or go online and reserve a shelter or a lodge if that's something that makes sense if you're going like big time party route um this is i just immediately think of some of my friends who have like big italian families and this is like the ideal situation for them yeah
1: they want to have space.
0: Um, I also think, in my mind, my ideal Labor Day party is at my house, a friend's house, someone's home. Yeah. so Cozier. Cozy vibes. But I think... If you're hosting at home, one thing to keep in mind is to be sure to tidy up in advance. It doesn't have to be like a full clean. Like a full clean. Yeah. But those are like, again, just like little things that add to the experience. Make sure that you sweep the deck or clean off the patio furniture so someone's not like, oh no, my white pants are all covered in dirt now. Or balsamic vinaigrette, whatever. We're going to share that photo with you guys. Nice (laughs) TBT from one of our... uh, That was Labor Day last year. It was Labor Day last year. (laughs) (laughs) So, when it comes to hosting in your home, make it easier on yourself, especially if you're doing it on like outside. I think hopefully the weather is nice for everybody, but there is an occasion where it's like if you, you maybe you need a backup plan, yes. And if your house isn't equipped to host people. Then maybe call up a friend and be like, if the weather's bad, it's looking like things are grim and we're expecting thunderstorms, can we host something in your living room? Because that's, like, your your space is the ideal spot for indoor hangs. Yes. So that's something something to think about from like the the backup plan side of things but if you know it's going to be great you're going with the outside you have some coverage in case it drizzles a little bit go for the porch go for the backyard mm-hmm. make sure you set up the experience so that like you know the tables are set out consider maybe Breaking out a couple extra tables. For sure. Um, maybe rely on someone to bring a couple extra folding chairs or, like, BYO camp chair.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, that's a really good one. Because
0: not everybody has the space to store an extra chair for their 10th guest yeah. that is showing up. And they're like, oh, my God, my table only seats eight. What do I do? <laughs> what to do? So um, – Again, when it comes to, like, the pre plan mode, how many people are you thinking about inviting and, like, what kind of elements do you want to have as you're setting up your space so that you have everything set and ready to go? Yeah. But I think when it comes to Labor Day, backyard party, pool party vibe is ideal. King.
1: For sure. And I think like to your point about tidying up, like maybe like sweep that sweeper inside as well. Like recognize that even with all of your best intentions and it's a beautiful day and everything's great, people are still going to go inside your home and they will most likely be using your restroom. So like if you have a restroom that you reserve for the outside people, you have your own that like can be kept a certain type of way if that's the kind of I mean that's the kind of person I am I keep one bathroom very very clean and that's the one that people that are visiting use that's just like I will not allow people in the other one (laughs) That's
0: That's okay.
1: And that's okay. But make sure the one that is for the guests that you have coming over is like high and tight and ready to go. And that like, you've taken some time to clean the dishes out of your sink. Like if they're your super close people, and that's not how you roll, that's one thing. But like, if you're hosting people that aren't like usually over on a regular basis, or you've made it a point to make this like a little bit more of a fancier or just a more put together situation, like clean the dishes out of the sink, even if they're all dirty in the dishwasher, just close the door. And yeah, like make sure throw the, the door extra stuff clo- in the pantry. Yes, Don't yeah. leave
0: your laundry room open in exactly. like dirty just spilling out of there. Spilling out of there. Yeah.
1: No. Just recognize that, like, and then you know, even for a passing drizzle or something, people want to, like, jump inside for a hot minute. Like, you don't want to be throwing stuff into the corner at the last minute and, like, shutting the door and making sure it like, stays oh, shut. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, I've been there. I've totally been there. <laughs> I've been there more times than I care to say. <laughs> but that is why when we used to have an upstairs- Everything went upstairs and no one else was allowed upstairs. Yeah. Everything we needed was on the first floor. This
0: is a great reminder too to like, especially if it's a guest bathroom that you're not using on the reg, make sure there's extra toilet paper and Mm. hand towel and soap for guests to wash and dry their hands because I've been in a situation where it's like, oh my God, the toilet paper ran out.
1: (laughs) Screwed. Great. (laughs) (laughs) And now they're going to know it was me and now what do I do next? Yeah. Make sure, like again, this isn't this isn't a restaurant. This isn't like a big fancy thing. But they are people that you've invited to your home, so make sure they have what they need to like clean themselves
0: up. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a quick, tidy. quick tidy. I also think it's helpful too to like walk through your space as if you are the guest. Of like, is there anything that is a red flag? Yeah, because when you're like in the mode of hosting and trying to get everything situated, you can get overwhelmed and be like. Oh, I missed something important. Easy to just do like a quick, okay, pause. Everybody's going to be here. Am I missing anything important? Right.
1: And as the guest perspective, if your friend's home is a dumpster fire, don't say anything. <laughs> like, just let that one go. That is on them. That is their choice. That's a choice that they've actively made. And as the guest, you are just thankful to be invited and be there and don't make weird comments about their space.
0: Yeah. And like if you are the friend, so like say Sid's hosting a party and I realize that there is no extra toilet paper, I'll be the friend to be like, let me go grab this for you to help out because yes. I'm the close friend that's like, I know someone who doesn't want to be in the situation is going to end up in this situation. So let me as the close friend to the host yeah, help her out, yes, give her a heads up and handle it for her.
1: Make sure you've got someone on your team. Because Both I,
0: as the guest and as the host, <laughs> I will. You'll allow me to go in the pantry. You won't necessarily allow someone else to go in the pantry.
1: Absolutely, all judgment being kept to themselves. You're allowed to go wherever you want if you are the close friend. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> Next up, guest list. Oh yeah. So consider the size of your space. Most important. Yeah. How many people will actually comfortably fit there? I think this is Not thought about enough. <laughs> I have a terrible sense of like, how big? 20 people, realistically. Easily. And I've made that mistake too many times. Yeah. So um, I think it's definitely smart to think about like, okay, how much seating do I have? Especially out, um, backyard vibes, considering the number of chairs. Everybody at some point will probably be sitting at the same time. Yeah. Maybe not. But have enough chairs for everybody. Yeah, but why chance it? You know? Why chance it? There's no point. Um, I think, again, I mentioned the like folding tables, and I think this is something that like everybody should have in their storage or their basement is just like have an extra folding table and like four chairs.
1: You're talking to the wrong person. I don't have, that's why
0: I'm a guest. (laughs) You don't, but your space. I have a camp chair. That's fine. <laughs> By you're not hosting. B-Y-O I have a byo camp chair, <laughs> so um, that's fine. But in my case, I have a basement. I have three folding tables. Wow!
1: And so uh, technically, I do have a folding folding table, and because I'll just borrow one of yours. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're fine. Find the people who have the things that you need. But again, this is like a nice opportunity for you to map out the space and be like, okay. We have 10 chairs. I think 10 people max for this party. Mm-hmm. I also think that Labor Day warrants a close friends hang. Mm-hmm. No more than 10 people is ideal. Yeah. That's Unless how-
1: it's a family thing. And then, like, in which case, if you've got a huge family, sure. But, yeah, I think it's a low-key enough day where you want it to just be easy. Mm-hmm. And the more people you bring in, even if they all, which I feel like is incredibly false to say they're all your best friends, just me. Um it just, like, it doesn't feel as easy the more people that are there.
0: Because that's going to end up being more work. It's a Monday. Like, yeah, you don't chill. want to have to make 30 burgers. <laughs> no. we're cocktails for 30 people. Even the grill master doesn't want to do that. Keep it simple. Yeah. Um, I also think curating the guest list is important. Who knows who? Yeah. Are you invited close friends? They're plus ones? Is it just your BFFs? Ladies only? Mm-hmm. Be clear. Be super clear. And I think this is another thing that goes unnoticed a lot of times is consider who would be a good secondary host when you're getting things set up or in the kitchen. Because the host always ends up being like shuffling around and like manning stuff, trying to get everything situated. There's always someone who's going to be second man. Yeah. Whoa, man. Whoa, whoa, man. (laughs)
1: Yeah, this is, a, again, a role I've never played, host or secondary host. You are always
0: the secondary host. you I was literally like, Sid is the secondary host. You are the one who is like... <laughs> Literally handling the mingling and the this talking. This is news
1: to me. You, yes. My face is shocked.
0: You are the secondary host because you help make sure that the party is happening oh. while I am situating things inside. See, I think of
1: that as like pointed guest.
0: That's exactly what I mean.
1: <laughs> okay. So secondary host, pointed guest, same thing. Same thing. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't realize that. That's good to know You're now. the co-captain. Co-captain. Yeah. Wow. So for
0: and a good example of a recent situation referencing the Italian party. Yes. It was great because I handled all the food and Dan did all the cocktails. So I didn't worry about drinks at all. Yeah. I was finishing up the charcuterie board yes. as Dan handed everyone drinks and it was like s- seamless. It was seamless. It
1: and went it very smooth.
0: Gave me something like, just fresh space for my brain Yeah. while I was trying to get everything situated. Yes. Because that's always that always ends up being a stressful moment of, like, oh, my God, everybody's arriving, and I need to do, like, three more things. Yeah. And you're also trying. So that's where that second person comes into play and can kind of, like, wrangle people or at least give someone a task of, like, hey, do you mind, like, setting out the napkins? Yes.
1: Um, you know what, though? And I was just thinking this. So I feel like this is a con- constant pain point for my family, and my mom listens, so hi, mom, but our problem is everybody gathers in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Unless there's like, so Thanksgiving, there's a game on, you're like bound to have people that go and watch the game exclusively. But for other holidays, like we're a big Easter family. So we always gather for Easter. And people have a tendency to gather in the kitchen, like naturally, because it's where food is happening, like appetizers are there. And I'm just thinking out loud here. And I'm thinking that Yes, I'm thinking that maybe I'm saying yes, even though you didn't say anything. I just saw your hand move. <laughs> Sorry, we can start over. <laughs> I have a tip. Yes. So, but what I'm thinking is that if we were able to put food in a different location or put a game somewhere else then it pulls people pulls the people into the kitchen that need to be in the kitchen to finish up their dishes and whatever they need to do. But then the people that have really no business being in the kitchen have a reason to not be. And that would be a perfect opportunity for a second host because my mom is usually the host. And then everybody else just kind of, like, does whatever they're going to do. And I'm not saying that I'll be the secondary host for that situation. But maybe we can appoint someone and have them kind of, like, be the let's get out of the kitchen and do something else person.
0: Yeah. And knowing your parents' space, too, they have... When you're walking in, you can either go one way to the kitchen or one way to, like, the living space. Yes. So that's a perfect opportunity to, instead of diverting people to the kitchen, Mm -hmm. divert them to the living room. Like, here, let me take your things. Yes, head into the living room. Because if you set out the appetizers or the first beverages in that room,
1: then everybody will
0: be doing that. And that's where, like, the person, like... In our case, like, if I'm hosting something, it's me and Dan. So, like, I'm in the kitchen finishing things, and he's in the dining room getting, like, yeah, let's, like, stay out of the kitchen. Be here. Yeah. Let me get you a drink. There's- let me let me put that in the fridge. Yes. And so it keeps, especially because his kitchen is so tiny that, like, any additional person in there is, like,
1: get up! It feels like a lot very, very quickly. So I do it's like, perfect. There's always like a cool kid's space, right? Like there's always a place where people are gathering and then other people are like, I want to be over there where those people are gathering. So if all of those people are gathering in the same place and then just like clicking off to mm-hmm. whoever they're talking to, at least they're in the same space. So mom, if you're listening, I think we have a plan for the holidays.
0: I can bring me over. I think it's, it's good. be the secondary host. Yes. I'll help, I'll help implement a plan.
1: My mom would love that. <laughs>
0: So as it uh, relates back to the guest list, don't forget to send an invite, guys. Oh. <laughs> this could be just a casual text, but you want to make sure that, like, your people as a whole know what's happening. And also, I'm a huge proponent for a reminder. Yeah.
1: Because... Not everybody lives and dies
0: by the calendar. Sometimes people don't put something in their calendar or they forget. Do a follow-up if you didn't hear from them the first time. Um You can also use, if it's something that's, like, you want to kind of make it a fun bash, like use Facebook invites or eVite. Um, If you're really going big, mail some invites a couple weeks in advance and make it a to-do.
1: That is an extra cost, but sometimes worth it. Um, And I will say, I've been off Facebook for a little bit now because of a snafu that happened. And a lot of people use Facebook invite mm-hmm. for events and stuff and I I love that. I think it it makes it so you can invite the people that you want to invite and I've now become like a pain point for people because I'm an extra step. <laughs> Because they're like, I want to invite her, but she's not on Facebook, so now I got to send her an extra thing. And I am very thankful for the people that have included me, although I am not on Facebook right now. Yes. But it is it is actually my driver to get back on. Not even for like what I'm missing from people's like updates and pages, but like people use it a lot for events, mm-hmm. and I think it's a really easy and but but still. Um, it's casual but it is pointed so it still has like a very strong purpose as far as the events go in my mind and what i appreciated i should say about the um Lemoncello party that you and dan put together is that he individually texted everybody to invite them or them and their partner mm-hmm. and i thought that that was really thoughtful it wasn't like a giant group text that like came to everybody and had everybody like kind of shooting messages back and forth but he like made a point to say like hey I'd like to invite you to my party and I thought that that was really thoughtful
0: yeah that makes it personal I always like the personal touch and so definitely go that route
1: yeah because it was still casual because you shoot a text but like it was you could you could see that it wasn't just like a blanket message to everybody it was like hey I want you to be there can you make it Mm -hmm. and that was nice
0: now on to our favorite part of this party planning experience. Menu time.
1: Food. So ready for food.
0: So this is where the pre-planning really comes into play. Yeah. What to consider. Drinks, appetizer, the main meal, whether it's lunch or dinner, and dessert. You got to cover the gamut, guys. It
1: stresses me out. That's why I'm not the host. <laughs>
0: but it's not stressful because you just need like two drinks, two appetizers, two Maine. mains, couple sides, fair. And one dessert. Yeah. Easy. The hardest thing though to consider dietary restrictions.
1: Yes, and you should consider them.
0: 100%
1: consider them. That is not to say, yes, exactly your point. Like, you should ask. You should fully flesh it out. You should not leave it to chance, especially these days. Everybody's got something going on.
0: I just remembered I'm hosting a dinner thing this weekend, and I haven't thought about the menu yet. Got (sighs) some planning to do. You're running out of time, my friend. That was something I was like, oh, I need to make sure that no one's, like, not eating anything specific, so... Um, But this is one of those things where, like, what can you make ahead of time to make your life a bajillion times easier? I love a food podcast, and so my favorite tips that they ever go through are, like, coordinating things and stuff you can, like, leave in the fridge or reheat day of or heat day of. Yeah. Or everything that's cold that can just, like, is better after sitting in the fridge for a day. Absolutely. I think coordinating the menu around those core things – Will help make your life a little bit easier.
1: Take the stress off. Yeah. Um.
0: So things that I love that fit within the theme: pulled pork in your crock pot or on the grill. Yum. Potato salad is perfect for a picnic, backyard party, cobbler. I have cherries, I have peaches, Peaches. so many fresh fruits that are coming out this season. So there's so many easy things that you can like set it and forget it Mm -hmm. style and make it so much easier. Yes, absolutely. Um, And
1: I think if you're making the main, and you'll get into this, I imagine, but like what can other people do to assist to the main like 100 percent. if you've got the the pulled pork can someone bring rolls and who's bringing the sides and who's bringing the plastic cups like the things i never think about like oh we need something to eat off of i didn't realize yeah so everybody has a responsibility here
0: number one hostess tip is to give your guests something to assist with and be clear about it Mm -hmm. um direct them by suggesting a dish I always love to recommend side dishes because if you handle as the host the the mains, done deal. Yeah. You're set and ready to go, especially for kind of like a potluck-themed backyard party. So easy for someone to just bring like, bring a salad, bring – and but also don't like specify enough where like – you won't have three potato salads. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: yes. I will say this is something my mom is really good at is when she's like, We need a veggie still, or we need a dessert still, or we need like a, a like a savory app, like giving some kind of clue, like mm-hmm. but like a veggie and saying, like, Oh, did you have do you have broccoli? Do you need broccoli? Do you have green beans? Should I bring green beans? So like if you're wondering, like, okay, they said veggie. Now I know that they need that as a side, but like what do they already have? And if somebody's like, oh, we don't have anything, just do what you want. But make sure you tell them what you're doing. Yeah. So then they can relay the message to the next person that asks.
0: And in the case of our uh, Limoncello Italian party, we were just like, bring a bottle of wine because we have, like, the cocktails pepper. and all the food handled. So we were like, if someone doesn't want to drink a cocktail, they'll want to have a wine. Yeah. So we had... Wine as a backup. Yeah. So I think any kind of side dish or a drink to complement the menu is a perfect recommendation for guests to arrive.
1: Yes. And guest perspective, if your host has not listened to this podcast and has not given you any specific direction just bring something bring a bottle of wine always bring a bottle of wine always and if you know it's a food thing like just just on the safe side like bring a food thing Uh, Another guest tip from a snafu that I have made multiple times, and uh, I will continue to make most likely, is I have a tendency to bring what I like, (laughs) which is usually simple pop popcorn. And it's my favorite thing. I can literally eat the whole bag in one sitting, and I generally do if I'm the person that brings it to an event. Um, so don't do that. Like, bring something that everybody can eat. Popcorn's, like, not a great dish to pass. So it's not even a good snack to pass. Like, a good snack to pass is, like, chips and dip. Yeah. Popcorn is not a good snack to pass. And I've done it, like, a thousand times. And I think I've done it for all the same parties. (laughs) But it's my favorite, so I bring it. So in addition to that, if you're going to bring something that's just for you because, like, you're a selfish person like me, bring something for someone else as well. Like, in addition to your bottle of wine, bring, like, a chips and dip. Or bring, like, I'm, I'm trying to even think of, like, a better snack than that. That, like, requires no, if you're per, if the person who's, like, making a stop on the way to the party, in addition to chips and dip, what would you say, Brown? are other good like snacks to pass, not popcorn, I imagine. Chips and dip, guacamole. um A fruit? Like a fruit salad? Is that I a good one? I think a fruit one? salad's great. It's like a nice ad. I also
0: think if you're like swinging by the grocery store on your way in, that's the perfect time to text the host and be like, hey, what, you what are you, did you forget anything? Because they've probably Because I'm something. stopping. And there's always something where it's like, ah, just grab chocolate chip cookies. Right.
1: Oh, that's a good one too.
0: Super easy. So don't
1: bring popcorn. I've done it a million times. It's my favorite thing. And I literally just, at some point, because nobody has touched the bag, I just take the bag for myself and sit with it for the rest of the day. Yeah. So don't be like me.
0: Also, another (laughs) tip as a guest, if you bring a bottle of wine and it doesn't get consumed, don't take it back. (laughs)
1: Leave it. I'll tell you, there have been... Um, at least a million different times unless it's you then like I know we're gonna drink it together probably the next time I see you but there have been many times where I'm like oh can I take it back (laughs) because I'll drink it I'll drink it at home but no you can't and buy a cheap bottle of wine like if you're bringing it to somewhere and you know there's a ton of people going like Go for the nine buck, go for the ten buck. Like, no need to get really fancy if it's like a big shebang thing because there's gonna be a ton of wine and the chances of yours getting gotten to. Is, is pretty low, so... And it's
0: also considered a host gift. Like, yeah. the person is hosting you. They're, they now have to do all of the dishes. They have to clean their home. They <laughs> bought hundreds of dollars worth of food. Guest
1: perspective doesn't think like leave, that, so that's a good point. <laughs> that's
0: what I mean. It's like, leave that bottle of wine, because they went into a lot of work to host you. Granted, I would... Like, live and die by being a host. I'm happy to do it every time. But it but is, it is always nice where you're like, oh, I'm so glad I have that in my fridge for when I order Grubhub tomorrow, tomorrow night because I'm exhausted. Yeah. That's a great point.
1: I didn't think about that. So I guess in that sense, go for maybe a more expensive bottle. <laughs> Unless you're like me and it might not be in your budget right now. <laughs> it's okay. But do what feels good. But yes. Always bring something. I totally something. agree. Bring something. And leave it. And leave it.
0: (laughs) And I think also, too, like if the host at the end of the night is like trying to get rid of stuff, like that's another thing. It's like take a Tupperware container full of, you know, leftover whatever, because that makes their life easier.
1: But don't dive into it until the host says, hey, does anybody want anything? Because they're like, they are entitled to their leftovers. Until they've said, like, hey, I can't eat all this food. Please take stuff. But don't be the person that dives in and is like, oh, I, I brought my own. Like, should I just? I got this. And you're like, what? So weird. Yeah. so <laughs> Seen it. Yes. Oh, seen it a thousand times. But just don't do that.
0: <laughs> um, so as we get back to menu planning, um, there are a couple awesome resources that we'll link to in show notes that have Bon Appetit. Food & Wine and Food Network all have sorted Labor Day recipes lists to give Mm -hmm. you, like, that initial inspiration if you're trying to come up with the ideal menu for your day. And, like, that basically goes from, like, super high-class fancy down to, like, approachable in terms of the list that
1: I shared. (laughs) Easy, yes. I had the pastiche and smitten kitchen as two that I like to go to a lot for, like, different snacky stuff stuff. Bigger meals, whatever it is, not necessarily Labor Day themed, but have like some super approachable, some that take like a little more challenging effort wise, um, but also two
0: two other blogs to to hit up if you're looking for a recipe. Yeah. Um, I also think something super important to consider, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about as people are arriving, um, always have appetizers set out yes and in and now we know in an, in a separate area to Different be like head place. in there I'll be out in a second so yeah. that you can finish that you know prep that you're finishing mm-hmm. um, that's great because you can kind of handle the first few drinks great for mingling there's no rush there's something for people to nibble on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also is like you people don't want to like unless it's a legit dinner party. People want to kind of like mix and mingle for a while before they dive into like a full meal. Yeah. And they've probably planned accordingly like had their breakfast sandwich at 11 a.m. And are like still full by the time that they show up at the party.
1: Yes. Not ravenous.
0: Um, I think a handmade touch is always appreciated. But you can easily snag things from the prepared food section at your local grocery store. Yeah. No need to be a hero, guys. Please don't. But if you are buying something from the prepared section, take that food out of the container. Don't just, like, plop the potato salad in the bucket and, like, peel it off and, like, just dive in. Again, totally fine if it's just, like, super casual hang, whatever. But... This is a perfect chance for you to like if you're going to go like hey I want to make this easy for me I want to host take that like scoop it into
1: a different a, bowl a
0: different bowl display the veggies on your on um your own dishes or serving platters, and leave the le- like the extras in the fridge so that you can replenish as needed. Yep. And that's also like a fun little secret surprise. Like when I come out with more bread, you're always so excited, so
1: excited. And <laughs> I have been friends with you for some time now, and I didn't know that was a trick that you do every time. And I always think the bread is gone, and somehow you always surprise me. Yeah. I always forget. It's because I'm drinking so much.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, I love all of those. So good. Do you have a grill and someone to cook the meats and the veggies? Yeah. If not... This is a time to stick to the finger foods. Don't. (laughs)
1: Don't. Like, be the grill master in your own home on your own time. But do not claim to be a grill master. Do not claim to know what you're doing. Because, like, a ruined grill moment literally ruins the meal. Like, there's, you then order pizza. Like, that is the only next viable option.
0: And if no one wants to grill, I at Memorial Day, I was at the grill for, like, (laughs) There were like twenty extra people that showed up yes. that we were not prepared for, yes. and I don't hate cooking; I love it. Yeah, we all know that, mm-hmm. so I was fine to do it. But it was like, whoa! But you're now. I just you're spent tied like forty five minutes literally cooking burgers like I used to at the snack shop it was a great throwback moment yeah and I was like god I'm so glad I remember how to cook a burger
1: yeah because you throw (laughs) me on a grill and I will f it up royally yeah and you know if your friend who like can dabble on the grill but also like really hates small talk throw them on the grill especially if it's burgers and hots like just put them on the grill because then they don't have to have weird small talk conversations they can be off on their own but they're also kind of the hero of the day so like They get everything.
0: Also, from that experience, bring a change of clothes. I got really hot.
1: It was gross. And it was
0: so (laughs) warm that day. It was like 96 or something. And I was like, I so wish I was wearing shorts right now any
1: literally anything else yeah that's funny
0: um so that's just something to prepare for so like if that is the vibe that you're going for make sure you have that like situated in advance like i was going to be the person doing that that whole time it just was like oh my god there's more people than anybody anticipated
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it came on really fast <laughs>
0: um happy to do it every time i'll come over to your party and grill exclusively
1: <laughs> Pay me. sign
0: me up um so in that case if you're like, oh. We don't have anyone who wants to man the grill or like not the right time for it. I think Labor Day, right time for it. Yeah. But if you want to avoid that because it is going to be 110 degrees and you just want to live in the pool the whole time, um go for a build your own theme. Yeah. Build your own sandwiches, build your own Ooh, sundays.
1: Sandwiches. If you're
0: ever looking for great party tips, Giada, oh her Giada. show, I think it's like Giada Entertains or something like that. One Is of it? one of her offshoots that's yeah. on the Food Network. Um, her like full party theme experiences hit all of these angles. Giada. It's great.
1: She knows what she's doing. It's great. Love it. So, last but
0: not least. Beverages.
1: Most important.
0: Number one you want to have some bevs yeah um also don't forget about people who might not drink alcohol yeah uh always have some kind of non-alcoholic beverage that isn't just water true think about the guests who don't drink
1: soda shirley temples whatever
0: soda uh a lime a spritzer a la
1: croix yeah (laughs) punch how do you say it la croix (laughs)
0: la croix it's not
1: la (laughs) croix Oh. I have no less than 30 of those in my fridge at all times because Doug loves them. They're so good. And I think I've been trying to be fancy for some time. No, nope, it's LaCroix. LaCroix, got
0: it. 100%. Okay. Okay, so something to consider is uh, one bottle of wine equals four glasses, which means four people. One bottle of wine is only like it's when, gone. When we have our group friends, everybody has to bring their own bottle because we're going to go through all of them, all of them for five people. So I think having a stash of wine, at least three to four bottles, um, this is the perfect time to savor those last sips of rosé season. Yep, which technically is year round, but I, I'm a seasonal drinker. Another great summer white that's super crisp. crisp is Albarino. Hmm. Very delicious. Yeah. Been a fave of the white variety when I'm not drinking rosé. Okay. So think about that.
1: I had asked my wine guy about an option that was in addition to a rosé because I was, like, kind of getting burned out on my rosé. And he had suggested... Suggested a Beaujolais and it was like a chilled red, which I was like, "Mm, I don't know, but it was so, so good. It was cold and it was crisp and it was light, but it was still like a deep hue of red. And so it kind of threw me for a loop, but it was very, and I'm not a wine expert by any means. He just said like, I think you'll like this if this is what you're trying to replace with it. And he was right. It was really good. So Beaujolais was awesome. And it doesn't have to be crispy cold, but it was, um, it's nice and light.
0: Yeah. I think that's something to think about, too, is, like, what's something that can, people can drink for an extended day hang? Yeah. So this is a great chance for you to make a punch or a pitcher cocktail for a group. Use that watermelon that you have. Make watermelon mojitos Yum. or an Aperol spritz pitcher. Um, for the Don't forget the beer drinkers, too. Always have, like, a cooler with packed with ice so people can throw their beers in.
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I think from the guest perspective is have everything out so people can pour or grab themselves. I appreciate the host's efforts to like maintain a full glass for everybody. I think it's very thoughtful, but I also think it's like very hard to do. So if people know where the drinks are, either either if it is that like cooler of beer or if you've got the pitchers out somewhere that aren't like hidden in the kitchen or like not accessible to the group, just make sure they're like out on a table. Or easy to get to because then people can come, kind of come and go as they please, and refill and like keep it moving.
0: Totally agree.
1: Guest perspective.
0: All right, so now we're getting down to what are our favorite summertime slash Labor Day recipes mm-hmm. or dishes to pass for this type of experience? Snacks to pass. <laughs> My f- couple grilled peaches or pineapple. So good. So good.
1: Grilled peaches are sorely underrated. Mm-hmm. I
0: love them. Delish. Highly Ooh. recommend it. And grilled pineapple with sriracha. Yep. Pro move. Done deal. So good. Um, I mentioned a watermelon m- watermelon cocktail. I think any kind of watermelon puree, if you just bring it as a guest too, and then be like, whatever you have, if you've got the vodka covered, like let's just, Throw this it is in. a mixer. We got pureed and strained watermelon juice. Good to go. Um, Cherish those summer tomatoes, Mm -hmm. make a caprese salad, Mm -hmm. basil, mozzarella, tomato, balsamic vinegar, throwback (laughs) tragedy to SIDS.
1: Such a huge tragedy. Labor
0: Day, overall mishap. It was so sad. Again, look forward to that on social. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was the best and worst day ever, because it was so funny. I've never laughed so hard in my whole
0: life. It was amazing. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I also think any barbecued meats are great. And a fun twist could be doing Korean barbecue, bulgogi. Mm
1: -hmm. Yum. So good. Love it. Um, So my – you know, I was really thinking about this because you posed the question of, like, what are your favorite go-to either recipes that you make or that you enjoy? And we know that I am more on the enjoying end than the making end. So I was thinking of it in that context. Um, Always a rosé. But, I like, I really – I love a vodka soda in mm-hmm. in the, like, with a, squid, squidge, a squidge of lime. <laughs> That's what I like. Love it. I haven't had any today. And just because it's, like, crispy and easy, but then if you throw in, like, a LaCroix instead of... Helps keep you hydrated, too. Yes. And I actually feel I fight a hangover better after a night of vodka sodas. I recently realized that that is my go-to move if I know I'm going to be, like on a loop of people are going to be like, what do you want to drink? What do you want to drink? Like, Mm -hmm. this is a great wedding beverage because, like, you're going to stay on top of your stuff, hopefully, for the most part. At least better than I would if I had been just drinking straight wine all night. Um, So rosé slash vodka sodas. I love a lobster roll. I love a lobster roll. I know. And I was thinking, I was like, that feels really bougie. And I believe that it is. Um, Especially because, like, wherever you go, they're going to be expensive, especially if they're from, like, Places that don't have a lot of, like, accessible lobster, but just so good. And I... um That's
0: a way to kick up your party.
1: Yeah, throw... And then people who have, like, baby lobster rolls, Ooh. oh, they are so good. And then I will throw a twist on it and say, I like a hot lobster roll. And I like a hot lobster roll in the summer because it's just all butter (laughs) and it's so good (laughs) so good so I love a lobster roll and like anything that can be done on the grill I like a non-pizza that's on the grill I like a grill like a grill pizza if you do the dough right on the grill Mm -hmm. Carla one of my new favorite people who does the Bon Appetit um YouTube videos she's one of like the five rotates that they have and she's so funny and she's so amazing and she just recently did a video that we can share I'll find it and, and share it um That she did an on-the-grill pizza, and it just looked so good, and the char marks and the grill marks just, like, give that extra crispy flavor. Um, It's so good. So those are kind of, like, I know that's kind of sad, but, like, my favorite foods I eat year-round, and it's usually, like, mac and cheese and shrimp, (laughs) which are great in the summer as well. Shrimp salad. True, but I don't like it cold. Grilled
0: shrimp salad.
1: Oh okay. Yeah that works. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's better. With a,
1: ooh, with like a, a strawberry ooh. and an onion.
0: Or a corn. And a feta. Not don't combine the corn and the watermelon. Oh. What you're what all of what you're saying is great. I'm okay. thinking of something different. Totally you're putting
1: different. a lot together. <laughs> yes. So i am making things. a different
0: a different salad. In okay,
1: <laughs> I do like you know you know you're right though. A summer salad. I feel like I I generally don't like gravitate toward greens, but a nice crispy like arugula salad. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. So stuff. good, so good. So those are my go tos: rose, lobster roll, and anything grilled. Love
0: it. <laughs> and now to address Sid's greatest concern: how to kick people out at the end of the night.
1: My fear in throwing parties is. How do I get people the f out? Because I burn out. I burn out really fast. And when I'm the guest, I can leave. I can leave whenever I want to. Yeah.
0: When and you're so, tapped out, you're like, how do I? How, I know exactly because I'm the host. I know exactly what to do.
1: And you were ner- You were fearful for me that this was my greatest concern. You were like, really? That's the reason. There's more, but that's really the main one.
0: That's okay. Yeah. We'll help you through this. Thanks. And if anybody has questions, they can let us know because I. I can probably handle it. I can.
1: <laughs> um, I've seen the worst of it.
0: I have. So when it comes to kicking people out at the end of the night or just getting people to understand that it's like, it's time to go. Start cleaning up. Yeah. Like people are talking and mingling. Be the one to like start picking up paper plates, throwing stuff in the trash, grab like some dishes, take. Someone's empty glass and don't refill it.
1: Ooh! Put, put
0: it in the dishwasher. That's a move. Mm-hmm. That's a that's move. a bold
1: move. I but. will say. So here's my here's my counter. If somebody is cleaning up, I just think they're kind of, like, a neat freak. So sometimes I I take the cue of, like, oh, they just want this clean. They don't necessarily want us to leave.
0: Well, if if there's just, like, if it's 3 p.m. and the party started at 2.
1: Oh, so be conscious of the time. Yeah, (laughs) if it's, like,
0: if everybody's been hanging out for, like, four hours and someone starts to clean up, that's a cue of, like... Time to go, guys. Get the F out. And then also, like, just be a kind host and be like, thank you guys so much for coming. It was so great to see everybody. That's, like, again, like, when I host event, like, from a work perspective, (laughs) (laughs) the the speech is literally, like, it's time to go, guys. Yeah. Like, this is the last, like, this is the last call at the end of the night kind of vibe where it's like, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Love you. But bye. But you've got a half an hour left.
1: I will say, though, I almost appreciate for even a friend hang or, like, a Labor Day party hang, I almost think it's funny slash, like, very serious to say, okay, last call, and then I'm going to bed. Yeah. And, like, just saying that. And then, like, no offense taken, no no offense meant, but, you know, it's still Monday, and we still got to go uh, – to school the next day that's right <laughs> so
0: or setting a time frame yeah of like, like when you specific. do send the invite be like this is a two to four hang and then yeah out <laughs>
1: <laughs> my sister-in-law used to just go to bed and at one point that just didn't work so she got up from her nap a few hours later and uh people were still there <laughs> So, yeah. it was fully the middle of the night.
0: <laughs> that doesn't work. You've got to like to actually tell people to get out.
1: Say the thing. That's yeah.
0: good to know. All right. Well, all my
1: fears have been cured. I'll now be hosting all the parties.
0: Perfect.
1: <laughs> Just I'm so excited. I, I will bring maybe a more a better dish to that.
0: <laughs> better than popcorn. Better
1: than popcorn. All right. I can commit to that.
0: Well, we'll have all the links to some of the recipe inspo and some of the stuff that we talked about in our show notes. So shoot us any questions you have because I have hosted everything under the sun every theme imaginable I'm ready yes I love this stuff she
1: does and I'm a great uh, guest so if you need any guest perspectives feel free to uh, let me know love it <laughs> alright shall we break let's break feeling like a queen yet? find us on Instagram and Twitter at queen underscore speaking and tell us all about it find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week.